There's a song that harks back a few years. Ain't No Mountain High Enough. I think Diana Ross and a few other people sang it. That particular version was by a group called Music Travel Love. They're a cover band and I think a lovely job. Well, Carolyn Jasinski is not a skier, but she enjoyed her recent visit to Switzerland with its soaring peaks and snow-covered valleys. If you're wondering how you get around and what experiences a non-skier can enjoy, Carolyn's got the answers. Well, I'm speaking with uh, our very well-travelled reporter who's sometimes found in South Australia, and Carolyn Jasinski is her name, and she's on the line at the moment. Hi, Carolyn. Howdy, how are you going? Now, I know you've been away, and I know you're about to go somewhere else, but just talk to me about where you've just been. Just been to Switzerland. Well, that's something different. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. It's such a compact country with so much crammed into there, including 60% of the the area. That's only two-thirds the size of Tassie, and 60% of that's covered in mountains. Oh, so you've got to be a mountain goat or have a plan B to get around. <laughs> well, they've taken care of how you get around. They're mm-hmm. very, very clever. So that that's one question we ask. How do you get around... Uh, a country with so many mountains Mm. and the the answer to that is very clever engineering uh, brilliant public transport system and some pretty ingenious tourist operators well the swiss are pretty good at clocks so they're probably pretty good at other precision engineering absolutely and the rail system is run on swiss precision so if they say a train's leaving at 607 you better be there at 605 you better be on board yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Okay, yes, I've struck that too. But it's, it's good, and, and they're lovely people. You managed okay with the language? Yes, I speak four languages, four mm-hmm. official. So there's English, everyone speaks English. Mm-hmm. Then there's um, German, so they speak High German and Swiss German, so it's a little bit confusing right. for some. And French and Italian. Okay. And then there's this other, country, uh, other language called Romanche, and it's only a very small percentage of people speak it, but it is one of their official languages. Okay, well, that all sounds fascinating. Now, um, you, tell us, you flew from Australia to where? To Zurich. Direct? So, yeah? Is it where, I, no, we I had surf? to go via, so from Adelaide, it was via Doha in Qatar. Oh, um, okay. Short, short transfer in there, and then across to Zurich and... Again, everything just happens very easily. The Swiss have dropped all uh, COVID precautions to get in, so you don't need to do tests or anything anymore. Okay. Very easy to get in. Um, And then once you're in the country, it's so easy to get around. They have this brilliant train system, which gets you everywhere from the airport to the mountains, basically. Okay. And um, you were there with the Swiss Tourism Organisation, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so took us around and um, one of the big tip if you were if you're thinking of going and you're wondering how you get around I would get a Swiss uh, travel pass okay it's, it's one ticket one pass allows you you can put it on your phone or you can print it out instead of having to get tickets for each individual train or you know any boat it, it, one pass gives you unlimited access to buses trains trams and boats okay now is it possible, if you wanted to drive yourself, that you could drive um, very much around Switzerland? Or is, are you better to go on the train because either you roads can, might be closed? or You can drive most of the time. I do believe there's sometimes when some of the roads are, 
are closed. Right. Um, the trains are always operating. I look for for ease of getting around. Go the train. Uh, I would go the train. Right. And there's there's one in particular, the Glacier Express. It's a very well known um, luxury train travel. It takes hours to get from St Moritz to Zermatt. And okay. It's it rivals the. Rocky Mountaineer, not that I've been on it yet, but from all the pictures I've seen, just this stunning scenery and there's lots of glass windows on these trains, even in the roof. Right. Where you can see the mountains, when it's not snowing, of course. Yeah, well, I've I've been on the Rocky Mountaineer a couple of times and uh, it's fantastic. So, uh, But the mountains aren't as tall in uh, British Columbia. Um, So, you know, that I think... uh, where you were, they're huge mountains, aren't they? Yes, there's, there's like layer upon layer of mountain ranges. Apparently there's 48 that are higher than 4,000 metres. That's that's 4,000 metres. That's over twelve or 13,000 feet. It's Yeah, the only that's... way I can fathom the distance, like the height, is mm. when you get out at the top of, say, um, the Klein Matterhorn, Mm. which is the highest point you can go to see the Matterhorn, you're actually short of breath just standing there. Yeah, I bet. I it's, bet. Yeah, it's it's quite a, a funny feeling. And there was people uh, sent up there. And there's one in our gondola, actually, who we thought was going skiing. And he said, no, I'm just here to, with all the medical gear. Right. And he said, because people walk too fast. Yeah. And they collapse. <laughs> yeah, so, no, it's an issue. It's a serious it, issue. It, it Even is. fit people can have uh, the impact of altitude sickness come up upon them. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you got to watch that. Um, because, well, see, I think our tallest mountain is about 6,000 feet, isn't it, Mount Kosciuszko? So this is twice as high. It's just, it, it's quite unfathomable when, when you're surrounded by them. Yeah. And then you're hopping on, uh, well, the train will get you to the mountains. Then you've got to get up them. So then you've got a series of cogwheel trains and they, they have these little gears that connect to an, a slot in the in rail. The rail. yeah. So it prevents them from sliding backwards. Yeah. And then you've got funiculars. Yeah. And then you've got um, the gondolas. And the gondolas, there's all sorts of gondolas, big ones that take, you know, eight to ten people. So we're there. talking about a, a, a cable car, not a, not a Venetian uh, boat. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. yeah. And it's an enclosed one, so it's a lot warmer. Right. Except when you're going up to the top of the Matterhorn, because that one was actually warmer outside of that one than it was inside. Because we went on the first uh, run for the day. Oh, okay. It was like it was like sitting in your freezer. <laughs> so cold. <laughs> so you uh, you you took this train, the Glacier Express. Where did that? Where did you end up there? That's we ended up in Zermatt. Right. So now, Zermatt is is one of the places in Switzerland where they have year round skiing. Right. It's it's a beautiful village, and then you hop on more gondolas and funiculars to get to the top where you where you can um, go skiing or snowboarding or if you're like me and you're not a ski bunny and not blessed with uh, the balance of a snowboarder, I like to do things that are closer to ground level mm. <laughs> so i went oh, heaps of things i went hiking tobogganing uh snowmobiles snow tubing oh, we did went... you clean anyone up on the way down the run 
No, I was very you good. You did well. Oh, the, I'm impressed. I'm the, impressed. To, the tobogganing, to give you an example, mm. I've done it here in Australia and, and it might last a couple of minutes, mm. but over there we did a, a relatively small one in their terms. It was a 10-minute ride down on this toboggan <laughs> yeah. to the bottom. That's a long ride. That is. Were there twists and turns or was it straight down? Absolutely, twists and turns. And the only right. way you steer and slow down is with your feet. Oh. If you so lean you won't, back. So you, you can't sh- wear your thongs. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got to have serious footwear on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, okay. it's, it's not the soft option that you might think it is. It's, it's fast and furious and it's heaps of fun. Well, it sounds great. Um, so are the Swiss believing that Aussies might go to might fly to, to Zermatt or other ski resorts and ski um, during our summer, are they? Yes, so they have they have things to do all year round. Yep. Their, their winter season is, is one of the peak seasons. Um, we were there only um, a few weeks ago and it was coming into their summer. So uh, that was really weird though because we're walking around Zurich and it was snowing. So this is their spring and it was snowing. We had a 20-centimetre snowfall in Zermatt overnight. Right. Absolutely gorgeous and such a novelty for Aussies. Oh, it is, yeah. You know, we don't see much snow. But, mm. um, so, you know, summer or winter there's stuff to do. They've, they've got about uh, 200 ski regions, um, oh, yeah. 350 resorts, but they are peak season. It doesn't matter which one you go to, there's always stuff to do we went we went hiking um in zermatt and we were hiking well supposedly from sunagrat to down to zermatt but we got halfway and stopped for lunch at this findelhop restaurant it was absolutely beautiful it had curry soup looking mm-hmm. at the matterhorn as it peaked out of these clouds it's got its own weather system hasn't it the matterhorn <laughs> yes i'm not surprised it's huge mm. And we walked 17,000 steps that day mm-hmm. and it's the most fun I've ever been in the snow. It's not far to fall. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I do a lot of face planting in the do- snow because <laughs> it's... So it's do they gear you up or do you need to take all that snow gear with you? Oh, you can hire it. You don't need right. to take anything. Right. If you've got it, you can take it. But you know, you've got all that extra luggage. To, yeah, that's right. To get over there. So, um, I had hiking boots, which is fine for for hiking even in the snow. Um, if you want to get a bit more, um, you know, serious, I guess you can go snowshoeing, and they right. have they have uh, tennis racket like shoes. Yeah. That. <laughs> They look ungainly. Even in the Olympics when there are champions using them, they yeah. always look to me like, you know, there's something wrong, yeah. something wrong with their legs. But That's um, a bit more hardcore. And then if you really got the stamina, they've got about 5,000 kilometres of cross-country ski trails. I was speaking there with reporter Carolyn Jasinski back from Switzerland.